Today I'm talking to you about something that I see come up over and over and over again. And in a lot of ways, it's really hard for us to identify this ourselves. And it comes down to two words. And the first word is disconnect. And the second word is congruence. And I'm going to talk to you exactly about what I'm seeing and how you can fix this if this is a problem that you're having. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know you have so many options when it comes to your listening pleasure, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen today. My name is Christy Hostler, and I'm the CEO of Team Podcast, founder of it, and uh, we are a full-service podcast production company, and we really focus on putting out podcasts that are fully monetized and trying to create multiple revenue streams for our clients. So if that's why you're listening to the show, because you have a podcast you're looking to monetize, you are in the right place. I've been working with podcasts now for, I started in 2012, and I eventually started my own company. I've now made um, more than a million dollars from podcasting and from my podcast. And so it's one of those things that uh, I know how podcasting has changed my life, and I know it can change yours too. And I cannot imagine having to go back to the life that I had before I created my podcast and my business. And uh, it just almost seems like that was a different person. <laughs> that was a different Christy back then. And so it's not the same one that you uh, see or hear sitting in front of you today. So today I'm going to talk to you about something that continues to come up. I've uh, um, been doing podcast tune-ups, podcast audits for a lot of clients and other people that have asked me to do them for them for, for several years now. And uh, it's a product that I have that I've you know basically productized it. And I go through and I give you a bunch of you know deliverables about what, what you can do to improve your podcast. I look at the back end, look at the front end, do all this stuff. And one of the things that I have found to be really, really helpful is having a set of eyes on your stuff that does not intimately know what you're trying to accomplish with your either podcast or your online presence. And it's so funny because one of the favorite things that I like to do when I'm doing a podcast audit is I go to your website and I can tell by listening to your podcast and, you know, looking at uh, the, the stuff you're putting out on social media and looking at all the stuff you're doing, I probably have a pretty good idea of what you're doing. But one of my favorite things to do is to give your website URL to someone who doesn't know you, who doesn't, you, they've never been to your website before. And I give them your, your URL and I say, I want you to go to this website and I just want you to tell me who they serve and how they're serving them. And I want you to tell me what problems they're solving. (laughs) So it's really funny because when I do that, I get all kinds of crazy answers back. Um, I get, I can't really tell. I'm not really sure what they're doing. I'm not really sure 
um, I don't know, you know, I don't know if this would apply to me or I don't know who it would apply to, what type of customer are they wanting to get. And so it's very enlightening. It's very similar to a lot of companies pay for focus groups and they go in and uh, gather a group together and they pay them a certain amount of money and they come and they, you know, show you different marketing messages and they talk to you about different aspects of their business so that they can better understand customer behavior. Well, from podcast, um, we try to very much uh, line up our podcast topics with the podcast audience that we want to gather around. And sometimes we even miss the mark on those. But many times there's a very big disconnect between what a podcaster is trying to accomplish with their podcast and what they think that they're trying to accomplish with their podcast. And the same thing with their business. If you have a business that's serving clients, it's very much important for you to know what the first impression of someone that doesn't know you is. And I'll tell you, this is kind of hard feedback to get, but it's so valuable because when you can find out what other people think or the impressions you're giving other people. And and when I first started in, even with podcast production, I used the questions that I was getting from potential clients, from prospects, as a way to sort of improve my website. And I will say this, like my website, if you go back in the uh, archive of history, um, my website's gone from really ugly to um, better and better and better. Uh, is it still where it's ultimately going to be? I don't know. If I find something I like better, I might change it again. <laughs> but it's always a work in progress. But one of the things that that I have found is that many times even we as podcasters, we don't know what sort of disconnect we're putting out into the world between what we think we're trying to accomplish and what the the potential listener or pos- prospect or client thinks we're trying to accomplish. So that's the disconnect. Like it, like I hear it all the time in specifically in podcast-related type environments where you don't want to be too salesy. And so you don't want to be too call to action-y and you don't want to say too many things overtly, but you're just sort of implying that people could work with you or you're implying that people could, you know, find you and get some sort of work done or they could pay you to do something, but you don't really talk too much about it because you feel like that they should know what you do. And if they really want your service, they'll reach out. And in the listener's mind, they're very murky on what you do because you haven't explicitly said it. And in your mind, you don't explicitly say it because you're trying to you're trying to not push them away by being too salesy. But because you haven't been clear and because you haven't been explicit in what you've said, then the client, potential client prospect doesn't know how you can help them. And so I'm going to talk to you about today about some of the ways that you can fix this. So, and it's it's very um, important for you to sort of view your stuff through the lens of someone who doesn't know what you're doing and doesn't know what you're trying to accomplish. Because when you get that feedback, it's like, oh my gosh, I was thinking that it was very obvious that we did this or we did that or I did this or I did that. And many times it's not very obvious at all. And in fact, you have to be way more obvious and explicit about it to get people to pay attention than you ever thought you did. So for example, if you mention something one time on your podcast, 
and you never mention it again, it's not enough. Most people are not hearing and responding to that. One time, no. It's not going to get mentioned. Not going to get not going to be sticky enough in their brain to keep it front of mind for you. So what happens is you mention it one time and you have such a sales <laughs> aversion to mentioning it that you get to a point where you feel like I've mentioned it once, I don't want to mention it again, and you're prospect, your potential listener, client, whatever you want to call it, has not really even heard and digested what you said. So you have to come back again and again and again to things. It's not a one and done type situation when it comes to mentioning things on your podcast. I've had clients before who have a podcast and I can't tell from their podcast if they actually use it to get clients or not. Now, I don't really know if you had something that you could offer clients and you had were, you know, you were open to taking clients on and you had a product or service you could sell for somebody to somebody, I should say. I don't know why you would create a podcast and specifically not feed it into that. Like, it doesn't make sense to me why you would do that unless it was just like some sort of hobby (laughs) you were doing. It was completely unrelated and be like, you know. Uh, here I am, Christy, the podcast person, but I also ride Harley Davidson motorcycles, or I also um, have boats and love to go fishing, or I have my uh, Yamaha mechanics license for outboard engines, or, you know, those types of things. Like, if, if I wanted to, to do a podcast specifically about, you know, fixing Yamaha engines for boats, you know, that would be a side thing I do that I had to learn because <laughs> where I live, I can't find a mechanic to come work on my boat, so I had to learn how to do it myself. So, It depends on, you know, I mean, obviously a situation like that, clearly the two are not related and they're completely different. One's just a hobby or side hustle or do it out of necessity because you can't pay somebody to do it where you live versus let me make this an outgrowth of my business. So a couple of frameworks I wanted to give you today. um, And just when you think about um, all of your, let's call them touch points, you might call them platforms. But all of your platforms where people can find you, and this is something that comes up again and again with um, people that do podcast advertising. So in other words, if, uh, if like I was someone who went to companies and tried to talk companies into advertising on podcasts, then they would say, yes, I'll advertise. This is what I'm, this is the type of podcast I'm looking for that attracts these listeners. Well, then those people go and they start looking for podcasts that fit the bill, that the advertiser is in alignment with. And then they start trying to reach out to those podcasters. And many times they get so, so frustrated because they're like, oh, my God, I cannot even find a way to get in touch with you. Why are you putting going to all the effort to put stuff out there, but yet you've not made it easy for people to get in touch with you? So this is where I see it come up a lot, but it's really important. And I wanted to kind of cover a few of these ways that you can Just give yourself a check and give yourself a true up, so to speak, of what you think you're trying to put out there and what you're really trying to put out there. So when you look at your podcast, if someone listened to your podcast just once, they listened to one episode and you can even make it a current episode because I always say when you know better, you do better. 
So maybe if they listened to one episode and it was when you first started, they would not have been able to know this. But if they listened to like your most recent one, they would. So the question is, if somebody listens to your podcast, do they know who you serve and how you serve them? That's a question that goes back to so much the heart of what we do as podcasters. Who do you serve and how do you serve them? So if someone listened to your episode and episode of your show one time, would they come away with a very clear picture of who you serve and how you serve them? Might be good if you don't know the answer to that question. To have a friend or a family member or somebody else go in and listen to your show and see if you didn't know what I was already doing, Based on what you heard today, do you know who I serve and how I serve them? If the answer is no, then that's an area of opportunity for you. Then you need to be very overt and very explicit about who you serve and how you serve them. We are 12 minutes into this episode, and I'm not sure if you realized it or not, but I've already told you in this episode who I serve, and how I serve them. And I did that because I said I, I'm, I founded a full-service podcast production company, and we specifically work with podcasters. We produce their shows, and we work with them on creating as many revenue streams as possible for their podcast, right? So you know what I'm all about from the very beginning. Did it come across as really salesy? Probably not, because I'm not generally a really salesy, hard closer kind of person, right? I'm just sort of like, this is in case you're wondering, in case you haven't met me, this is who I am and what I do. And this is why uh, I even have, I don't want to say the authority to speak about this, but I've worked with over 250 podcasters to launch their shows and monetize shows and that sort of thing. And so I have got a lot of experience, been working at doing this since 2014, and there's, you know, there's a lot of history there. So I tell you that to give you some base for the advice that I'm going to give you in this episode. And you might say, well, Christy, um, people don't know who I serve and how I serve them because I do an interview show. And it's kind of really awkward because if I have a guest on the show and you know, I'm trying to bring attention to the guest. I don't want to keep, you know, turning the spotlight back on myself. Well, then you need to create space in your podcast so that you are stepping away from that guest before you ever bring them on the show, after you've gotten them off the show, whatever. Reserve those times before and after the interview so people can better understand who you serve and how you serve them. Take the time. It's your platform. It's your podcast. Make it your business that every single person that listens to just one episode, I hate to say it, but many times we only get that one chance. We only get that. You you always hear that, you know, you, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Well, it's true because sometimes that first impression is the only impression. And so if you miss that opportunity, then it can never, you can never go further with that person. So definitely build that into what you're doing with your podcast. Now, I'm going to get a little further in your business, right? Because I can't just stop at your podcast. You probably have a website as well. With your website, go to it as if you are somebody who never knew what you're doing before. Can you look 
on that website and determine what can someone currently buy from you, what can they pay you for, or what problem can they solve, or what problem can they hire you to solve in their life. If people can't tell that from your website, then you need to fix it. Because it needs to be very plain, front and center, what you do. And I'm not saying it's all about what products you have, and you can buy this, and you can buy that, and you can buy the other. But it needs, it, people need to be able to see what they can currently buy from you, what they can hire you for, how you can help them solve whatever problem it is in your life, in their life, sorry. If you do that, you will begin to have congruence across platforms. Okay, so we talked about your podcast. We talked about making sure that one-time listener is fully aware of who you are and what you do and what your, your value is to the world. Right. But now let's do the same thing with your website. What is it that somebody can hire you for? What problems will you solve in their life? What can they pay you for? What can they currently buy from you? If you are hiding that on your website, you are doing yourself a disservice. People need to see it front and center and be able to take action. Now, the second thing I'm going to meddle about today is, and again, this is the uh, she who lives in glass houses should not throw stones, <laughs> but I'm getting better about it. And you need to as well. And that is, what are your social media channels telling other people about you? If I can go to your Facebook or your Instagram or your LinkedIn or whatever, and I cannot tell who you serve and how, to, how you serve them, and I don't see links to your podcast, and I don't see links to your website, then you are doing a disservice. This comes up very, very often for us in our podcast production company. We, um, whenever we do show notes for someone, we listen to the show, and we make the notes, and we write the blog post, and we keyword optimize it for SEO, and we do all of this stuff. And what happens is many times you have a guest on your show who has a common name and it might be spelled one way and you spelled it a different way or it might be, you know, it's just a common name. And there are multiple people when we go to try to find out who this person is and how we can link up all of their assets to them on your show for your show notes. We very often find that there are more than one people that have the same name that might even be sort of doing the same type of thing. It might be like it's Dr. So-and-so. There might be another doctor of that name, and we just don't know whether the one you talked to is an orthopedist or an oncologist or, or whatever. You know what I mean? It could be down to that nuanced of a difference. But when people find you on social media, if I were to go and try to find you on social media, and I just heard a podcast that you were on where you talked about what you do for women or how you coach people or whatever it is you do. If I went to your social media and tried to find you, would I know I've come to the right person? 
The same thing when those people that are getting advertisers for from companies and getting podcast advertisement. If you have an audience, they have an advertiser that would like to get in front of. Did they know immediately from looking at your profile? Oh, yeah, this is the person who is the podcast host of that show. This is the person who does this. If you aren't using that, then I definitely think you need to pay some attention to it because people need to be able to see the congruence across platforms of every aspect of your business. So in other words, if they're looking at social media, they're going to know who you serve and how you serve them. If they listen to a podcast, they're going to know who you serve and how you serve them. If they look at your website, they're going to know who you serve and how to serve them. If they scroll through your feed, and I'm not talking about just looking at your profile, but if they scroll through your feed, they need to know who you serve and how to serve them based on the content that you produce. The whole reason that you produce content is to cast a wide enough net to get ears on your, your, your content so that you can then push them into your funnel. So you can then push them into your ecosystem. And so that's one of those things that you want to be congruent and, and want to have the same frame across all platforms for who you serve and how you serve them. If you do that, it will make a huge difference. I mean, if you start with your podcast, then move to your website, then move to your social media, and then you now have all roads pointing to the same thing right? That means every interaction with you, whether it's in any way online, on social media, or in the podcast apps, they're all going to know who you serve and how you serve them. This is one of the most basic things. Honestly, it's one of the most basic, basic things. And it's still so overlooked. And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to give you an example from me, because I have this situation come up where my main business is podcast production, and we we produce podcasts for more than just people who are looking to, to monetize. I mean, we do have a few hobby shows. I mean, most of our podcasts are people that want to monetize. I would say in the early days, not so much because I took any client um, that that approached me. I would take anyone's money and do any uh, the work for them, regardless of whether they were a hobby or they were just trying to you know, do this or that, or you know, whatever they want to accomplish with their podcast. And I've learned from that, that that's just sort of a churn and burn type client. And I don't like generally now, if you don't have a good plan or a good idea of how you want to serve people beyond the content, like you're going to create programs or products or services for them, I generally will probably not be the best one to work with for podcast production. So I generally turn those clients away and I'll let other people who want to deal with hobbyists or want to deal with people that don't want to monetize um, and, and put them in touch with you so that you can get, you know, get their help because I'm not the one because I want all of our shows to be monetized. I want everyone to be looking for uh, ways to monetize their podcast and I want to be the one helping them do that. So, and there's, you know, like I say, tons of different monetization methods and, and channels that you can do that with. And so it's not about having one specific, but a lot of times it's about having multiple ways to monetize your podcast. Um, additionally, if you do this, it's the most basic thing. Like for me, I have a very hard time. Like I cannot make teampodcast.com be all about podcast monetization and the coaching that I do on, on, on monetization and the programs and the strategies sessions and things like that that we cover with monetization. 
And the reason is, is because I still have to appeal to someone who basically just needs podcast production. But I put out content for business owners, for people that want to monetize. Uh, I have I have multiple podcasts. And while I'm wanting to serve in podcast production for certain uh, types of people, I then make the content for those podcasts, right, that I'm that I'm putting out there in the world to capture that specific client that I want to work with. And so I have multiple, multiple shows that I'm putting out every single week to put that content out in the world to attract those kind of clients. If I can't make my entire website about podcast monetization, I can definitely make sure that people that come to Team Podcast know we want to help them monetize, but I can also make sure that people who come to Podcast Monetization Secrets for monetization help also know that we can help you produce your show. And so there's a lot that can be done to cross-pollinate between those two avatars, so to speak. Even with a lot of the stuff that I'm doing and the courses that I'm creating and the things that I'm, I'm working on, I have to separate out between is this for a podcaster that is not yet launched or is this for seasoned podcasters who've already launched and kind of been through the ringer and now they're ready to, to really pull the right levers on things or is this for someone that's brand new? And so each one of those things, I can create products and services for them, but I have to identify who it is I'm serving and how I'm serving them and create something specific, whether it's marketing, branding, products or whatever specific for them. So if you get this stuff taken care of as a baseline and you look and you may, you know, if you said, if I said, okay, in my situation, I help podcasters. Uh, I think my Facebook says something to the effect of I help podcasters create multiple revenue streams through evergreen monetization, something to that effect, evergreen funnels, maybe. Something to that effect. And if I said, that's kind of kind of what my value statement is, could I then go to my podcast and would people get that from listening to my podcast? Could I then go to my website and see if people can get that from the website? And many times you think you're giving that impression, but if you have a complete newbie that hasn't been exposed to you yet and doesn't know what you're already talking about, they're not going to get that same impression taking away what communicate, what, what you think you're communicating. I'm going to talk about one other thing, and I'll probably do a separate podcast about this at some point in time. But when you're talking about what you do for people, don't get hung up so much on the product that you provide. Get more hung up on the solutions that you provide. You know, so it's not about the deliverables. For me, podcast production is not about, okay, for every show, you're going to get one edited file. You're going to get one blog post. You're going to get one social media quote card. You're going to get one audiogram. You're going to get one this and one that and the other. Like if someone isn't using a platform where an audiogram is worthwhile for them, I would rather do something else for them that is worthwhile. And maybe it's better for us to take on the role of doing an email notification to a guest that was just on their show with the assets that they could promote versus providing them with an audiogram, right? So it's not about like checking the boxes, it's going to be one of this and two of this and three of this. It's about you want to basically record your podcast and then walk away and not have to do anything else for it. I can handle that for you, right? So that's kind of what you want to be 
uh, looking, looking at how can you communicate that to your audience? Are you communicating it across your podcast? Are you communicating it across your social media? Are you communicating it across your website? And if you're not, if you can just improve that and speak to the solutions you provide, go back again and again and again to who you serve and how you serve them. And you might say, well, Christy, I could serve this person and that person and the other person and this type of person. And it's not even about just that type of person. It might even be as far as where is that person in their journey? You know, are they somebody who is brand new to this? Are they somebody well-seasoned? Are there vetting things that you need to put in place to make sure you're attracting the caliber of client that you want? All of those things come into play with the type of content that you put out there, even sometimes with the price points and the packages and, and that sort of thing that you put out. Like you have to know who you serve and how you serve them, but more importantly, who you serve also needs to know and be able to tell that you serve them and how you do it, right? So if you use that frame, you will get so much further, even if you're not a copywriter, even if you're not a marketing guru, even if you've never done paid ads, even if you've never set up a sales funnel, look at what you're putting out through objective eyes. And if all you're doing every single week when you do a podcast is, here's my guest, I'm so excited to introduce my guest for today, here's the interview with the guest, and then at the end, oh, that guest was so wonderful. Thank you for being on and being a guest on that show. And then there's the outro. People can't tell who you serve and how you serve them. So you need to add some elements in there that will check these boxes. You need to add some things in there that will tell them all the things that you want them to know explicitly that you haven't said before. So I hope that this makes sense. And I hope you can take some objectivity and sort of look look through your uh, new brand new goggles of uh, someone who's just coming into contact with you and figuring out how they're viewing what you're putting out in the world. And if you're incongruent in these things, and maybe sometimes you're incongruent because it is an evolution process and your podcast started uh, 10 years ago and then you started a business later on and now you're afraid to go back and change things, don't be afraid to change what you need to change to communicate what you need to to the client that you serve today. I'm also not naive enough to believe that the client you serve today is always going to be the same client that you're going to serve. It's not for me. When I started out in podcast production, it was, do you have a podcast? Yes. Okay, you're my ideal client. No more. <laughs> no more. I've learned my lesson on that. So I have a little higher bar for who we work with now because I don't want to be more invested in monetizing your podcast than you do. And I can't care about it more than you do. And if you don't want to monetize, I'm not going to enjoy the journey of podcasting and producing your podcasting, your podcast enough with you. So I'm probably not going to want to work with you. And at the same time, my skills and talents for helping people monetize will be wasted if you're not interested in doing that. And why would I fill up my roster with people that aren't interested and like-minded in that way and take up that space and that emotional energy on my roster if it's not the client that I want to serve to the highest? Same thing with you. So 
if you start out, some of these are business, you know, like business evolution type mistakes that you make whenever you start out and you grow and you learn and you know better and then you do better. Um, But I'd like to just share them with you right now so that you can go ahead and fix some of this stuff on your own. And then you don't have to struggle along any longer with trying to figure out why people that come to you aren't converting, why you're not getting more prospects in your pipeline, and why things aren't working out to push people from your podcast or your social media or wherever they have a touch point with you into your funnel for whatever your business is. So I hope this is helpful today. If you need you, you need some help and you need some strategy and you need some uh, productizing around those sorts of uh, podcast tune-up-y kind of things, I have a product for you. It's called a podcast tune-up and you can get it. You can go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune-up. And uh, I spend a lot of time digging deep into what you're doing and trying to provide a lot of value and figuring out what you could do to move the needle and get more customers from your podcast and get more money from your podcast and make sure you're serving your ideal clients to the highest level using the podcast and the content that you're creating. I know it is not easy to create content all the time. It is not easy to do it day after day and week after week and month after month. But when you do it and when you pay the price and when you put in the effort and put in the energy I feel like you deserve to have something on the back end of that. And that's what I'm wanting for you. So if you need help with that, teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. And if you want to just join our free Facebook group, we've got the Podcast Monetization Secrets Facebook group. And you are more than welcome to be in there. We talk about monetization and we talk about some things that we're struggling with. We talk about Uh, things that we did wrong, things that we did right, and that kind of thing. And so feel free to join us on Facebook over there. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.